0: You've certainly been met with many wonderful accommodations in that experience.
1: Yeah. It's so tough to be vulnerable. And this is where I mentioned it takes two to tanker, where we bring in how we want to be included. An exhibition may not mean hiking Gila (laughs) No.
0: Exhibition.
1: Name means going for a night hike.
0: Testing, testing. Hey, I'm Ian.
2: And I'm Sophia.
0: And welcome to Talking with Green Teachers.
2: This is the Environmental Education Podcast where we discuss recent developments, big ideas, and creative approaches to teaching green. In this episode,
1: totally, figuring it out and being creative and mm-hmm. thinking outside the box. And let's have fun together. Like, yeah. Oh, you, your programs doesn't have ramps. Your programs doesn't have automated doors or whatever. But we can figure it out. There's YouTube.
2: expedition has been in the works for months. Between applying for funding and securing a support person, there have been plenty of details to sort through. But now, the fleet of kayaks is off. Karen Lai is well versed in the finer points of planning outdoor expeditions, both in her own explorations as well as in a professional capacity as an inclusion and accessibility consultant and as the City of Vancouver's accessibility planner. Karen joined Ian for a discussion about the complexities and opportunities of accessibility and inclusion in outdoor settings. So let's
0: start with what some of your favorite recreational outdoor activities are.
1: I like... um biking. I love biking. I love kayaking. Going the walks in the forest. Um, and just being outside, like, yeah, just, my main things are biking, kayaking, and going the walks.
0: And you're based in Vancouver, so kayaking in the in the Vancouver region. Do you ever come across sea otters or killer whales?
1: Um, I come across Um, I yeah. I go along the west coast of Vancouver Island. So I've been so oh. blessed with the like um the pod hardy area of the island, mm. and but the Island, um, Broken Island, Johnson um, Strait, um, but locally in Vancouver, it's Deep Cove Canoe and Kayak, or um, Jawa Sailing Centre.
0: Nice. Yeah, I mean, th- that whole region is just fantastic. Good. The terrain, I mean, I'm based in eastern Canada, and it just doesn't compare. It's just everything is on such a grander scale. The trees are taller. It's magnificent, truly.
1: Right. And where do you go kayaking? Is it on Lake or rubber?
0: Yeah, so I'm more a canoe guy. I I have kayaked, but I'm more of a canoe guy and it's usually on smaller lakes and rivers. I mean, Ontario, especially central Ontario, once you get up into Canadian Shield territory, it's just one small lake and river after another. So I've certainly spent a lot of time floating along. Right. So one of the things that uh, you often do in your work, and I've had the pleasure of working with you on now three webinars, is that you use the imagery of an onion. You frequently compare people to onions. So, how are we all onions?
1: Well, I mean, I haven't discussed whether we're a purple onion, a red onion, a white onion, <laughs> that to this bolster. But the reason why I use the imagery of Anien, because we're all complex human beings. I mean, we have several different identities that we carry out throughout a day. And some layers may be more pronounced than others. Um, Like for me, I carry the layer of disability. I carry the layer of being Asian from a Chinese background. I carry the layer of being a female, a cis female. I carry the layer of being from a very supportive family with two parents, male and female, like all of these layers determine how we are well included in society and depending on the layer, you may or not feel included in society. The I think we, each one of us brings a multitude of layers into any space we are in.
0: For sure. And I know another term that's often used is pluralism. Each person isn't just one thing. It's not, you know, I, as a male, I, I'm not the same as every man on the planet. I'm pluralistic. I'm many different things. You're many different things. Everybody is many different things. Even, even our pets are many different things. Yeah. Yeah. And, You're right some are more pronounced than others and some result in inaccessibility in some cases and we're specifically talking about the outdoors and inclusion and accessibility in the outdoors and in your professional development and consulting work you describe inclusion as being very messy and complex and I think at first some people might see those words as negative but those words are kind of like onions too they have layers yeah. And how can we kind of navigate the messiness and complexity, but also opportunity of inclusion specifically in outdoor settings?
1: Yeah, and I think added did the complexity, like you were saying, you're a male, but it depends on the day and time. Like you may just, it's being it's your dog passing away so you kind to look a e sad male that day like it's so right. dependent on your mood your emotions what the day brings which makes it so challenging and messy to be included like I'll go to a program but if I don't feel like talking that day then and then people will say do you feel included? And I'm like, No, because that because I didn't feel like I would I'm able to talk that day. So yeah, it all depends on the mood. Yeah, layered, and it's so complicated and messy.
0: Yes, messy and ever-changing.
2: Talking with Green Teachers is produced by Green Teacher, a nonprofit that has been enhancing environmental education since 1986. For only $32 a year, you can join our global network of passionate environmental educators, receive each issue of our quarterly magazine, and gain exclusive access to our vast archive of webinars and magazine-back issues. All proceeds go back into the organization to support our vision of helping each successive generation of young learners become more environmentally literate than the last. To learn more, visit greenteacher.com. Some of the paddlers noticed the guide placing a small bag in her dry pack. Amid the inevitable queries about what's inside, the guide simply smiles and says, you'll find out later.
0: What does inclusion mean in today's world?
1: I think we live in a culture where we think that inclusion means everyone belongs. Everyone Mm. belongs in one's base. But... I don't necessarily agree with that because, yes, everyone belongs. But as an individual, we play, and this is where I mentioned it takes to do tango, where we bring in how we want to be included in that space. And because we're a complex being, I can't tell you what included means. I can't tell you if I'm able to be included that day. And your I experience it?
0: For sure, because it's case by case, it's moment by moment. And we could go through many different examples, but would you be able to share an example from your life where You maybe didn't feel included, but then were able to get to a place where you were included and accommodations were made to allow you to have an experience that you were hoping to have in the outdoors.
1: Yeah, I think in the very beginning days where I didn't accept my disability, it was a long journey of accepting where I am. And what I need to be accommodated. So I just went in community soccer programs with my sister or with other friends that were able to run and kick the ball. And I was always bet because I couldn't keep up. I couldn't, and I felt, Not included. And I remember going to my first kayaking trip and I only told them the bare minimum of my disability because I didn't accept the ins and outs. And they created barriers and assumptions. Oh, I can't walk this, I can't do this. And so I was just left on the beach and I was totally not liking the trip. And anyways, I came back realizing that part of my role is where do I find myself to be an advocate of my own self? I need to play a role in finding the right accommodation. I need, because if I don't make that advocacy role, people are going to assume. People are always going to assume the negative. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. But if I accept, and advocate for myself, then I know what support I need to be in place. You feel included. So then came this long life journey of accepting myself and where are my limitations? Where are my abilities? And I mean, we're all, in a life journey of what's my role in society, yeah. we're all on this quest of what the purpose of me living, right? So, um, yeah, <laughs> and some are more advanced than others, and some are not, and then all the power to them, right.
0: Yeah, and I know you you use that phrase, it takes two to tango quite a lot. And a lot of that, especially for a person who has a disability, a lot of it comes down to having that vulnerability to say, okay, this is what I'm not able to do, but also this is what I am able to do. And having that vulnerability to just be upfront and communicate it. You've certainly done that in many different settings. And that has opened up a lot of opportunities. And you mentioned that kayaking is one of your favorite activities you've certainly been met with many wonderful accommodations in that experience
1: yeah but it's so tough to be vulnerable oh
0: because yeah because
1: we live in a society where vulnerability is not seen it's, it's because you don't want to tell your boss or someone oh I can't do math really well. That was like, me. You want to see, right? So, yeah. yeah. I'm glad that you don't like math, too.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny. I, I Here we got, get off into a tangent, but I liked when I understood math. Like, it was very, you know, when you'd figure a problem out and be like, whoa, that's so cool how it just works out that way. And But that was not the most common occurrence. But anyways, I digress. (laughs) Hey, it's Ian. I'm just here to let you know about two of our newest books, Teaching Kids About Climate Change and Teaching Teens About Climate Change. Each one is kind of like an educator's toolbox with ready-to-use hands-on lessons focused on four core dimensions of climate change. Visit greenteacher.com to get your copies. We also have special rates available for bulk orders, and all proceeds go back into the nonprofit.
2: It doesn't take long for a pot of orcas to appear a couple hundred meters to the west. The guide quietly reaches into her dry pack.
0: If we talk about the kayaking example specifically, what were some of the ways that you found most effective in getting the accommodations that really allowed you to participate in that activity as much as you hoped to?
1: So, So, I would, I am too great companies that I work for and I've been on many of their trips but the very first time I had to start maybe six months before my trip just to figure out how they were in terms of Accepting people with disabilities and get their gates in. You know, I've um, addressed them companies that they know we don't allow for them or whatever. But I've been very lucky for, them. so it's like starting six months in, maybe they need your order um adaptive equipment or maybe they need to partner with um disabled organizations you find like the kayaking pontoons that are like the wings that go on the back of the kayak oh yep. uh, and then quite recently they've asked me to bring a uh, support person to help me along the tough rocks or uh, the terrain is not flat and even in outdoor situations. No, not so at all. So I would need, though, so about three years ago, they've started to require. Um, me to bring in a support person. And of uh, course, I don't have the funds to pay for two of us. So it's like looking for funding and looking for, there is a lot of preparation. Um, I can't just email the kayaking and say, I want to go next week. I can't do that. It takes a lot of planning and preparation. And is that my life? Sure. If that's what I need to do to feel included, then it's the reality. And then at the end of the planning is a gold mine where you get to kayak in the waters with a bunch of ochre So. That's the gem of all them planning.
0: Yeah, that certainly would be. And I guess in Vancouver area, would it be the southern resident population of orcas?
1: Yeah, it would be. Oh, that's and so cool. I was so lucky that afternoon my simple person wanted to go in a single kayak. So um I got partnered up with the guide. The guide actually kayaked with me, Lisa, and we had a bunch of ochre circling. There were about six of them, and they had Lisa, the guide, had a hydrophone, and then we could Hear their sounds, the way they communicated, and I felt so lucky that I was actually kayaking with them, so I could hear it loud and clear. And it was so amazing how they communicated and how they were making sounds. And the yeah, it was so. Phenomenal. Yeah.
0: I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that. Uh, yeah. Hydrophones are just like the coolest tools out there.
1: Yeah. It's pretty amazing.
0: You mentioned about getting funding to pay for a support person. What would that process look like?
1: <laughs> it, it was quite funny because I looked at all the outdoors, but outdoor outfitted, and and you know, we have MEC, Mountain Equipment Co-op. Yeah, I love it. And they had an exhibition fund obligation, and I looked at it, and all the paths with the it were, like, climbing Mount Kilimanzero. Planning the seven day exhibition, and I'm like, I just want a money for a support for this quote unquote easy kayaking exhibition. Like, I'm not so, anyways, I'm just gonna apply for you. I don't need any quality. The and I've been not available. Not available on all of my obligations, and there was a space of plate grab your trip, and I was very open and ring and I'm like, "I'm totally not going to get it, but anyway, I did not get it, but then two days later saying, I got an email from. MEC and says, you probably didn't, you probably received an automated email saying that you didn't get the application, but we have reviewed your application and you have altered our thinking of what we term exhibition. Do, different people and exhibition may not mean hiking (laughs) gala no exhibition may mean going for a night hike yeah for a whatever so that brought up a whole new conversation with mec and so they funded me for the trip and three, three more years, and now they don't do it because MEP went to is going through a lot of financials. Now I'm looking for a new source of funding, but um, yeah, I think yeah,
0: it's great to hear that they were so open-minded about changing their thoughts on what an expedition was because yeah we think about Mount Kilimanjaro and some of these big grand adventures w- which are great but yeah going kayaking with orcas I think that's a pretty nifty expedition
1: yeah and I think we and like at all we're so big on um, equity diversity and inclusion and I think that. I mean, it was just the luck of the timing, where MEC was just changing the brand of, we've got to diversify our target market, right? So I think it was just the timing and, you know, yeah.
0: It worked out. Green Teacher's main office is located on the traditional territory of the Anishnabek here on Wendat Haudenosaunee, and Mississauga peoples. This territory is covered by the Williams Treaty.
2: Hearing the Orca's eerie, yet beautiful vocalizations through the hydrophone, made up for the distant views. Such is the way with whales sometimes. The fleet paddles on.
0: So in your experience in this field, what are some of the most significant barriers to persons with disabilities in outdoor settings?
1: I'm gonna go back to my the quotation it takes you to Go because I think it does disability organization and really yet they are knowledgeable and people with disabilities but they all they have Segmented the population in terms of you can only have, you can have a disability to participate. But what happens if we want to do kayaking with our friends that don't have a disability? So for me, inclusion is about belonging and being welcomed. So I think they've really segmented the population. And also, I think the lack of awareness on both parts and both people with disabilities, disabled organizations, the mainstream organizations. I think Yeah, I think it's the awareness of what people with disabilities bring to the table and also I think it's people with disabilities assuming that they didn't know how to include people with disabilities and I think You know, and some of my friends say that I shouldn't carry the hat of educating everyone, and I I tend to disagree with them Mm. because who knows yourself the best? You. (laughs) We know ourselves the best. And so if we don't properly educate them, then I'm not going to put it. That's just, like, you know you have the best.
0: <laughs> so it sounds like part of the path forward is just having that open dialogue. And, it, you know, it seems like it, it often comes down to this. It's just, you takes two to tango, as you say, go in with an open mind, and don't be afraid to just say, okay, th- these are the this is what we have to work with. Let's figure out kind of a line of best fit forward that works for everyone. And usually there's a way, I think when you get people chatting, you can usually figure this stuff out.
1: Totally. It's figuring it out and being creative and Mm -hmm. thinking outside the box. And let's have fun together. Yeah. And oh, you... Your programs doesn't have rams. Your programs doesn't have automated doors or whatever, but we can figure it out.
0: There's usually a way.
1: Life is about thinking. There's the way when there's a will, there's a way.
0: Absolutely. Hi there. You might recognize my voice from such podcasts as the one you're listening to right now. Speaking of podcasts, Green Teacher is involved in another one. It's called Earthy Chats, and you know what? How about I let my co-host Jade harvey Barrel tell you the rest? Take it away, Jade.
3: Thanks, Ian. Hello, all. Indeed, we'd love for you to join us for Earthy Chats, our new podcast where we've come together to spend time picking the brains of the brightest and best in environmental education. Like Busy Bees, we'll be cross pollinating ideas across our range of interests and knowledge bases to give you the inside scoop on what's new, who's doing it, and how you can do it too. All of the experts featured on the show have resources available Canada wide in the Outdoor Learning Store. That's Canada's non profit outdoor resource store. You can check out the range of educator and student resources available at www outdoorlearningstore.ca so whether you're a teacher educator parent or just a general nature geek there'll be something for you to sink your teeth into did I cover everything there Ian?
0: definitely thanks Jade so yeah Earthy Chats check it out on your favourite podcast app
2: The last 20 minutes or so end up being pretty tough slogging over a stretch of wavy open water. The kayaks turn eastward and float into the sheltered cove toward the landing site.
0: In terms of raising more awareness and getting this conversation going, you're certainly active in your your full-time role with the City of Vancouver and also in your independent consulting work. Uh, Do you have anything exciting coming up or anything that you're really excited about?
1: (laughs) I did got a new contract, an organization based in White horse.
0: Yeah, you um,
1: And they want to get some spin bikes. I've never worked with this population river <laughs> uh. There's a guy that makes spin bikes and he wants to develop a spin program that goes along with the bikes. And these bikes go in schools, go in high schools or whatever. So we're working with the education system and you get people more active but what you want is to build a diversity and equity and inclusion software that goes along the bikes so that they learn while they learn about acceptance, tolerance, understanding of diversity when they're doing recreation. So, that's a new and interesting project. And I got referred by my friend and, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Let's see. And then what's really... And then another contract is working with the non-profit Burnaby Association for community inclusion. So I'm working with a bunch of people categorized as developmental disabilities. And I'm teaching them about self-advocacy, building leadership skills, creating a voice for them. Because they've been traditionally Known as being in their submissive role. the so changing that um, perspective and balancing that status quo. The, those the the two contracts. That's mindful time work.
0: So, some exciting stuff on the horizon. Yeah. So to crystallize everything, we are all onions. We are composed of many layers which change by the the day or even the minute in some cases. Inclusion is messy and complex. It requires communication. It requires everybody having their voices at the table. It takes two to tango, and it requires some vulnerability on the part of everybody. And where there's a will, there's a way. We can generally figure things out.
1: Yeah, I think we need to build a culture of more vulnerability and maintain that curiosity and that i mean hey we all don't know how to live in life well like <laughs> how we just we just go with the flow like that no like we need to figure life out and What's a better way to do it than be curious and being vulnerable to play with?
2: Yeah.
0: Eventually, with a bit of trial and error and exploration and just kind of reacting to the game pieces in front of you, we can usually find a path forward. And it's probably not going to be perfect, but that's okay too. And as you say, it can be fun, you know, figuring stuff out together. I mean, you think of times at work or school or really any kind of community where you had a problem to solve and you had and you didn't know how to solve it and you had to work together to do it that is so fun
1: yeah 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 and you know who has taught me It's being in the outdoors like you uh when soon as you go in the outdoors you are exploring the different leaves and the tree, the different mm. little sticks you find. The I remember like as we all do as little kids, you make mud pies. Of how course. many you know? So and you figure out how many rocks you pick, put on your mud pie and <laughs> I mean you and this is the beauty of the outdoors. You learn that foundation of it's exploring and being curious and learning from the outdoors and I think this is the motto of life. We just learn and explore life and yeah That's why outdoors is so important.
0: It forces us to problem solve and inquire and get messy and dirty, literally dirty. And we hear so much about the benefits of kids being outdoors for developing problem solving and communal skills. And it's not just for kids. That goes for all of us.
1: Totally. Right on.
0: Right on. Well, this has been really fun, Karen. Thanks so much for joining us in this discussion today and sharing your insights. And I hope others get the opportunity to work with Karen in the future. These next two contracts you have coming up sound really interesting. And there will certainly be many more down the road.
1: Thank you, Ian. And my pleasure to be on this journey of inclusion with Queen Kitty and with... Do, couldn't you do work together as we
0: figure out a I look forward to it.
2: It's all smiles as the paddlers thank the guide for her patience and for surprising them with the hydrophone. It took a lot of effort to get here, with more than a few frustrating moments during the long lead-up. But after the first few rotations of the paddle, it was clear that this would be the first of many expeditions on the water. Talking with Green Teachers is co-hosted by Ian Shanahan and me, Sofia Vargasnesi. Ian is the show's writer and editor. Logo design is by Devin Terrien. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or iTunes to get instant access to each new episode. If you really like the show, give us a rating too. We can also be found wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for joining us in this episode. We'll chat again soon.
0: Personally, I would be a little bit afraid kayaking with orcas just because they're such a top predator.
1: I mean, we don't go near them.
0: Like, no, no, of course but, not.
1: Yeah, but uh, there's scary creatures but, and wonderful. Have you ever seen
0: whales? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously not in Ontario or southern Ontario, but I've gone out to the Atlantic coast and also around Vancouver Island.